Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to talk about five easy ways to incorporate writing in your classroom. And if you do incorporate writing more into your classroom, there are so many benefits of this. It increases students' participation because you can have everyone writing at the same time versus just one or two people, um, you know, discussing something. It helps students think more deeply about what they're learning. It helps you get to know your students better as you read their writing. You don't have to read everything, but you know, you'll read some of it and it helps you get to know them better. And it increases their communication skills. It, it builds this value. This the the ability to write is so important in our day and age, and so it increases those skills as well. Those are just a few of the benefits. There's so many more. So no matter what subject you teach, it is such a great idea to start incorporating more writing in your classroom. Uh, when I was teaching, my school actually did an initiative where they wanted us to write, have students write every day in every class. And I was a math teacher. And I thought, really? <laughs> um, but I figured, all right, we'll give this a try. And I and I started reading up on it. And when I implemented it, I really found it helpful. And it actually helped students think more deeply about math. They got better at explaining things. It really worked well. It wasn't in competition. I was worried it would take away from the math class. It would be in a competition with it. But it actually elevated it. And I'm not saying that you have to do this every single day. But I'm going to share with you five easy ways to incorporate writing into your classroom no matter what you teach. And I think you'll find that when you try some of these out, they're, first of all, are very easy to do. And second of all, you're going to notice the benefits. Students are going to be thinking more deeply. Uh, you're going to get to know them better and all these things. So let's get into these five easy uh, tips. And these are adapted from the book Content Area Writing Every Teacher's Guide. So if you want to find out more, um, you can grab that book. And I'll include it in the notes at teachfortheheart.com slash writing. So the first one is exit slips. And you've probably heard about these before, but just in case, an exit slip is a little sheet of paper that students fill out at the end of class. And sometimes teachers actually have a paper ready ahead of time, but it doesn't have to be even that complicated. It can be as simple as a blank index card or even just a sheet of paper uh, cut in half torn in half, or a force. And what students do is during the last two to three minutes of class, they answer a question, and then they drop the exit slip off as they walk out the door, as they exit, hence the name. So prompts can range from a specific question from your lesson so to a general uh, question. So a specific question about your lesson could be something like, explain the difference between a proton and a neutron. Okay, so it's a super specific, just something about your lesson. Students write it down. The last two minutes of class, it helps cement the concept. It gets them writing, and it helps you very easily check for misconceptions as you glance through them um, later on in the day or just as your students are walking out. So you can have a specific question from your lesson. You can also do really general questions. Here's a few examples, and these are all listed at teachfortheheart.com slash writing. You could write, you could ask them, what is the most important thing you learned in class today? How would you explain this concept to a friend who was absent? How about this one? Did you understand today's lesson? Why or why not? 
What questions do you have about today's topic? How well are you understanding this chapter? What can I do to help? What do you need to do to prepare for our upcoming test? So these are questions you can just simply cycle through these, right, um, and use these. And so this is a great way to kind of redeem those last that last minute or two of class and to also to, to wrap up class, to get students thinking uh, either about the topic or about how well they're learning and what they need to do to succeed. And of course, there's so many other questions you can ask. This is just to get you thinking. So idea number one, exit slips. Second idea is answer explanations. So in this, the student explains how they found an answer. I use this all the time in math class, but you can use it across subject levels. So I would, in math class, I would ask the students to write the steps they use to solve a problem. So, you know, normally they might be used to showing their work, but they would actually need to say, well, first, I realized that I needed to subtract five from both sides um, because a five was added, and then then I divided both sides by six, and when I did, I got th- I got the answer negative one, and then I checked it by substituting it back in, and I worked it out, and it was true. That would be an explanation, and you can teach them over time to do a better a, what makes a good explanation and what it should look like. For subjects like history or science, then the student can explain how they found the answer, and that helps them give a more complete response, right? So, um, you know, sometimes students want to give just like their a two-word answer, right? So if you say, how did you come up with that answer? Then you kind of get, they get, once again, you get them thinking more deeply and you get a more complete answer. Now, I use this one typically uh, maybe after they've completed an assignment. So the assignment is done. Um, before they turn it in, I would say, everyone turn to the back of your paper, uh, pick one question on the front, or I, or I might say, uh, look at number eight. And on the back of the paper, I want you to tell me how you solved number eight. Um, and or, you know, how you came up with the answer to number 12. Sometimes I let them pick, sometimes I pick it for them. So there we go. Idea number one, exit slips. Idea number two, answer explanations. Idea number three, have the students write a review quiz. We are so used to coming up with questions, but it is a great exercise for students to write their own questions. It really helps them build study skills and to think critically. So simply say, okay, okay, guys, get out a sheet of paper, and I want you to write a five-question quiz over you know, you could say the chapter or this lesson or whatever it is. So they write out five questions. And then you can have them exchange and take each other's quiz and then grade the and then grade the quiz that they wrote, because they should have the answers, they wrote it, right? And then they can discuss with each other. The you know, the, the person they took the quiz that they can discuss, oh hey, you missed this one, this is what it should be or whatever. Um, So writing their own review quiz. This is such a simple way to review and it requires zero prep on your part. And it's it's not like a lazy cop-out because you're getting your students thinking. It is win-win for sure. The next one, number four, is error analysis. I love this one for math class. It works in other subjects too. So what you do is you have students figure out why they got the answer wrong and what they should have done instead and they have to explain that in written form. So they have to identify, oh, I see what I did. I forgot the negative or, you know, I was supposed to multiply before I added and I didn't. 
And so they would write down, you know, hey, I forgot about this rule. I should have done this. And this is what the answer would have been if I did, right? And once again, you can help them develop, uh, you can give them structures depending on the age of your students. And honestly, all the way up through as they're, as they're getting used to this, even all the way up through high school, you can give them structures to help them, um, give a good error analysis so they can build this skill throughout the year. But even, um, even the most fledgling attempts, are going to be profitable. So this works uh, best probably in skill subjects when you're doing math, maybe grammar, uh, you know, science, like physics and things like that. But it can work great in other subjects too. You know, they, someone had the wrong answer. You know, why did, why did you put that? What should you have done instead? And then finally, the last one I have is written questions. So in this case, this isn't super simple, but you have students write down the answer to a question about the lesson. For example, you ask a question like, how do you find the direct object of a sentence? Or the one I gave before, what is the difference between a proton and a neutron? Um, Instead of giving an oral response though, students write their answers on a sheet of paper or in their notes. So this is kind of similar to what we were talking about with the exit slip, but this is in the middle of class. So this isn't as you're leaving, you just are, you know, you're teaching, you're going along teaching, and you pause and say, okay, everyone, um, you know, either get out an index paper or in your notes, I want you to write down what is the difference between this and this, or how do you do this? Write it in your notes. And you can take this a step further by at they're done, you can say, share with your neighbor what you wrote. Uh, you can do all kinds of stuff with this. But kind of, so those of you that use talk and turn and talk a lot, you can try adding this in, giving students 30 seconds to write something down before they turn and talk. It's just building another skill and adding another layer um, to it. So there are some ideas. Exit slips, answer explanations, re- having students write their own review quiz error analysis, and written questions. These are just a few ideas uh, for how to incorporate writing in your classroom. There are so many more, but I hope these will get you thinking, and I hope that you'll try them out in your classroom and let us know how they go. Now, one thing you might be wondering is, how am I supposed to grade all of this writing uh, that that I'm giving the students? And the answer is, you're not. You're really not. You don't have to grade any of this if you don't want to. You can grade a little bit of it periodically for just a quick, you know, participation grade if you'd like, if you find that it's the quality is really suffering. But the point here is not to grade all of this. The point isn't even to read all of it. Um, what I would typically do, let's say, for example, with exit slips, is I would take the stack, I would glance through them real quick uh, because I wanted to see if there were trends, if there were misconceptions, especially ones I would I would read some of them more carefully. If I asked, what can I do to help? I would read through those a little more carefully. Um, but I would just glance through them. I mean, literally 60 seconds, you know, two minutes of glancing through them, and then I'd recycle them. Uh, this The point of this type of writing is simply to have students um, just use that exercise. It's kind of like when you do turn and talk or group discussions. The benefit is in the activity. It's not in the grading of it. So do not feel obligated to grade all of this. That is not the point. And at the same time, this is also not the time to stress about students' spelling and punctuation and mechanics. Um, This is just purely getting them used to writing. And you will find that their writing does improve. If you're an English teacher, uh, you'll find that their writing should improve as they continue to just write more and more. 
But sometimes students get in their mind that, you know, writing is so hard and it's this, and of course it is, right? Writing is challenging. But when you incorporate these types of easy, not necessarily easy, but just short, quick writings where you're not stressing about having everything be perfect, it starts getting students more open to writing. It makes it less stressful. And so then their writing starts to naturally improve. So wanted to give you, I'm not saying you should never, ever worry about any type of grammar mechanics, but I'm giving you the freedom that you don't have to. Uh, you absolutely do not have to worry about it on all these little things. The goal is to develop their thought process and um, you're it's, there's value in working just on that. Um, you don't have to incorporate grammar and all that into everything that's written. Does that make sense? Just like you don't have to correct every little grammar thing that your students say incorrectly in the middle of a fascinating history discussion, right? Um, so I'm not minim- just to be clear, I'm not minimizing the value of that. Uh, but my point is, you don't have to. If we try to do that all the time, we make writing always so laborious that students don't want to do it, we don't want to do it, and we lose the benefits. So I just want to give you the freedom to enjoy writing without having to always bring all of that into it. Um, When we write more formally, then we go back and edit, right? That's the whole point. Okay, I'm getting off on a tangent, but just wanted to free you up. You don't have to grade this. Uh, You don't have to stress about grammar and mechanics. You can simply enjoy writing with your students. And at first, you might get some really just little answers. My encouragement is to just ask students to write for the amount of time. So if you have, uh, if you're giving them 30 seconds to write, 60 seconds to write. Um, You just say, you just have to write the whole time. Just keep writing until I call time or something like that. Um, So you want to, that will help students um, gradually expand because some of your students will start with, you know, two word answers. So the goal is it's a work in progress. Uh, Just keep working with them. And I think you'll find great improvement um, if you stick with it over time. Okay, I could keep talking about this forever, but we're going to wrap this one up. If you'd like any, uh, if you'd like to have this list for yourself, uh, you can bookmark the page teachfortheheart.com slash writing, and you'll have it there all the time. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm so glad that you were with us. If you've been enjoying the Teach for the Heart podcast, we would love your feedback. You can send us an email at lynda at teachfortheheart.com with your suggestions. And we'd also love for you to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That helps us to be seen and helps us to spread the word about this podcast. If you're listening online, I also strongly encourage you to, to subscribe to the podcast, either in iTunes or your favorite podcast app on your phone or device. Uh, When you do that, you'll get not just these featured episodes, but also our quick thought episodes. We've been releasing these uh, little short quick thought episodes that just give you a practical advice or encouragement in just a couple minutes. And they only go out to our subscribers. So I hope that you'll subscribe and enjoy those with us. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.